Blog Talk Radio. Buzzworthy Radio is on. on. The entertainment show that gets you up close and personal with today's hottest stars. Here's your host, Nabelle J. Lee. Wow. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a new edition of the Buzz at Buzzworthy Radio. It's been a while since we've done one of these live shows with you guys. Um, hopefully you can hear me. If you can, please let me know. I'm testing out a new microphone, it looks like. And I just want to make sure that everything is running smoothly with it. So hopefully this microphone is doing wonders for you right now. If not, please let me know. And I will tweak that a little bit. But thanks for joining us tonight. I'm so excited that we're doing this show with you today. We are going to have on Gregory Zary. Love this guy. I first met him five years ago. I can't even believe it's been that long. It was five years ago at the Bay the Series Mr. Party. And that was pretty awesome. So I just wanted to say that the fact that we were able to finally set this up and I've been following him for a long time, it, it, it was great to finally get that that to happen. So I'm very happy that I'm able to be joined by him tonight. So um, he's going to be joining us in just a couple of minutes. But I do want to make sure that you guys are aware of what we're doing next week. We're going to be back with another live show. Ryan from TV Source Magazine will be joining us. We're actually going to be celebrating more 25. Now, if you haven't noticed that I've been doing that hashtag a little bit, that hashtag is the reason of the fact that this month, this month, March, 25 years ago, so March 1995, we don't know exactly a date when she initially began airing on on show, but we just know that it was March of 1995. March 1995, we got introduced to the wonderfulness that is Maura West, and she began playing the role of Carly Tenney on As the World Turns, and I thought that was completely and utterly awesome that we get to now celebrate 25 years of her. And we're going to be doing a special podcast with her. That's right. We're going to be doing a, not with her, but we're going to be doing one about her. So we're going to be doing a podcast to celebrate 25 years of Mara. So that's going to be pretty awesome for us to do. And I'm so excited that Ryan's going to be joining us to do it. And there's just so many things that we can celebrate about Mara West. Not just with Moira herself, but all the characters she played from As the World Turns to The Young and the Restless to now with her role as Ava Jerome on General Hospital. So you don't want to miss that. That's going to be next Wednesday, March 18th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So make sure you guys tune into that. We're going to keep tweeting out the links. I've seen a lot of you guys sending me so many messages of your favorite memories of not just of Carly Tenney, but also of Ava Jerome. And I think that is so cool that you guys have been getting involved and love the fact that we are selling this daytime icon. So make sure you guys tune in for that. We'd love to hear from you. And this man that we're going to be joined by in just another couple of minutes, I, I'm very excited that he has been pre-nominated for his role on the Emmy-winning web series. That's so hard to say. Why is that? Emmy-winning web series Venice. So he's going to talk to us about that role. And I, I, we pre-talked about this the other day. And just for the mere fact of what he had to tell me about his character that he plays on, on Venice the series, 
um, it does, it'll probably hit close to home for so many people, not just for Gregory himself, but also myself, which I'm very excited to talk to him about as well. And I'm sure probably for some of the people who are listening to the show, when they, when they hear the story, I think that it's going to resonate with a lot of people. So definitely stay tuned for that. We're very excited that he has been pre-nominated for a daytime Emmy for his role. So it was a daytime Emmy and a digital drama series. So um, for those of you who have been following the daytime Emmy news this year, it's, it's had some, it had some changes. So, so of course this year, we're not going to see the actual pre-nomination list, but uh, come June is going to be on three different days. So there's going to be three nights of daytime Emmy celebration. So it's going to be June 12th, 13th, and 14th are going to be at the same place in Pasadena, California, and it's at the Pasadena Civic Auditorium. So make sure you guys, hopefully, hopefully we'll be there for this, and you can always stay tuned, follow us on Twitter, as well as on our Facebook and Instagram pages. We'll give you the inside scoop of what's going on at the Daytime Emmys this, this coming summer. And it's going to be quite interesting to see how this will work itself out for doing three nights. Um, we did talk to Adam Sharp, who is the uh, president of Natus, and it was just, it's very interesting to see how this is all going to play out. So I'm very excited that we're going to get the chance to experience that hopefully. So um, I'm anxious. I'm very curious how we're going to do that over a span of three days, but I think, I think it's going to be, well handled i guess that's the best way of saying it well well put together and i do believe that they do want to make sure that the daytime fans have a show have a program that's going to be really celebrating daytime television as a whole and putting a lot of focus on on the daytime soaps arena so i'm very excited about that so i'm looking forward to it so uh, we'll definitely keep you in the loop for that. So, so make sure you guys stay tuned on our Twitter and uh, Facebook pages and Instagrams. So, but it has been a wonderful, wonderful several months um, since we've done a, li- a live show. I'm, I'm trying to still get used to doing a live show again because all of my shows so far have been pre-taped. We're going live for this one. And I'm very excited that we're going live for this guy. So this man you have probably seen on television in numerous commercials as well as TV series, one of which I was very excited to see him on was Revenge. That was my show. If any of you follow this, that was my jam. Revenge was my jam. He also guest appeared in that. He was also on Days of Our Lives, General Hospital. He's going to be in Westworld, but this guy is pre-nominated for a daytime Emmy and digital drama series for Venice the Series, which we're going to also talk to him about tonight. Gregory Zarian is joining us right now. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me today. I didn't want you to click over. I was really enjoying the intro. Well, thank you. I First of all, I'm just very glad that the mic was on. So I'm just happy that that was a thing. So <laughs> Congratulations. We all have to we all have to acknowledge our baby steps in the world. I know. I know. Like I said, it's it's very weird doing a live show again after several months because it's all been pre-taped. But you know what? Anything can happen 
on live anything, whether it's TV or radio, something is bound to happen. So luckily, the mic was on. That's all I was worried about. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Uh, so what made you go live? Why? What? 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 Wh- at one point in the today, did you go? You know what? We're going live. I want to go live with Gregory. What? What was that? Um, when Crystal Chappelle tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I tell you? You know what? Which, if she, yeah, whenever whatever Crystal does, I say okay, love you. Like she makes me nervous. She does Listen. in that. In that, let's go back to the Boeing Carly days, days of our lives. My God. Yeah. The OG. Katarina von Moishner. Yeah. The OG. Let's, let's, Bo and Carly Days. That, that was 30 years ago. Legit 30 years ago. Well, you kidding I me? I just remember going, I couldn't even talk. She, and when I first met her, I think I told you this when, when we chatted, we, uh, I met her at Nadia Bjorland's wedding, who was married to yes. the amazing Grant Turbo and their beautiful kids and... Like we're family, and I, when I met her at Nadia's wedding, I couldn't talk. And my twin brother Lawrence knows that when I get nervous, meeting somebody that I've had a crush on, it was kind of like uh-huh. up there with Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy, like when I met my oh, Buffy. Oh, my gosh, or, Buffy, yeah. Or the original bionic woman, Lindsay Wagner, who to this day, well, like she was my jam. But when I met Crystal, I couldn't talk. And I just went, Hi. And then my twin said, hey, will you hug him like they do in soaps? And I was like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> we took a photo, and she was so lovely. And I took her back a little bit, too, because the Bowen Hope song was called Tower Block by an English singer named Julia Fordham. So I'm wow. like, will you be my tower block? And she looked at me, and she's like, yes. And then... We hugged and kissed, and she was sweet. And I said, "Listen, I, I'm a fan of Venice the series. If you uh, if you ever need somebody that looks like me, uh, let's let's play." And a year, I think it was a year and a half later, I got an email that said, "Hey, we want you to play." And uh, there, and you played yourself to yeah. getting a prenom. You played yourself into getting a prenom for that role. You know what I did? But here's—I don't think I told you this. This was my second season. I was in season five, and mm-hmm. I played. Detective Nick Fander. So I came back in season six as his twin brother, Nate Fander. Look That's at the that. power of soap opera. I know, right? I mean, so I, uh, that does, hap- that I does pl- happen in soaps a lot, of course, as we all know. But being That's an identical true. twin. What? That's... That- That's also funnier because you are a twin. (laughs) I am an identical twin. Well, I just, when I got the script, I went and playing the twin, but then I could have, no, I don't want to do this. So uh, it was, uh, it was great fun. And I got to, you know, and it's, it's interesting being an identical twin. I was like, how do I, like, what's the difference? How do I, and I thought you don't have that far to search because you are a twin. So one was a little bit more Gregory and the other one was a little bit more Lawrence, but I'm not going to tell anybody which one was more, who? Interesting. Because I get to have that. It is. You got to have that. You got to have that yourself. You can't. You can't share that with anybody else. I get it. I get it. I won't press you on that. You, could you imagine? <laughs> uh, don't. I want to tell you the the first time I, because I don't think I've ever told you this. Um, so when I first met Crystal, 
the first time I actually met her, she did this show. And I <laughs> I le- legit said on the air that she was delicious. So for those of you who never heard this story, I've called Greg. When I first met Gregory, I said that he was a mess. But I meant that in the most loving way possible. And No, like, but he looked at me. He's like, oh, my God, you're a mess. I'm like, I am. That's <laughs> true. I am. <laughs> he owned it though. But but then I'm I'm here on the show talking to Crystal. We did this interview and just for some reason she said something and I just came right out and said, "My god, you're freaking delicious." And I was just that's just how I've always described her now to everybody. I said, "Crystal's just delicious. That's all she is. She's just delicious." And everything with a that capital she does. Mm. Mm. It's, mm. And and let's just take a moment. We're gonna have a pause. Like how beautiful is she? And we're gonna pause again. Another word: sexy. Sexy. Like I, Very and, sexy. And yeah, and just yeah. I I'm 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 a fan in many ways. And now that we are friends, it's a uh, it's it's like like I have her number. <laughs> I, I have Christmas I mean, I literally... phone number. Literally thought that she was always a beautiful woman. I mean, I started. I, I literally started watching her when she was buried alive. Let's be real. If you want to go back in time, I started watching her when she was buried alive. Well, by, Lou, by Vivian Alamein, Louise Sorrell. Thank you very by much. By Louise Sorrell. Of course. I mean, I never doubted that you would have known at all. But I did. I started watching her there, and then I followed her to One Life to Live when she was on that show. And then she came to Guiding Light as Olivia... Spencer, and that's when I really thought she was sexy. I, if you want to talk about when I thought she was sexy, I thought she was sexy as Olivia Spencer. That's when I found her the sexiest. Oh boy, she really was. Just saying, throwing it out there. So, Chris, no, if you're listen, listening, big, yeah, I don't. Um, you know, let me. You know, you have your crushes and you have your crushes, but one of my moments with her is because here's the thing: we we both think she's delicious. She's sexy. Um, and she has amazing chops as an actress. Yes. You know, there's she she tells stories, and she's. I just I, I I was saying to somebody today that there are actors that have been on soap operas because you know there's the prime time and then the daytime, and sometimes I think in the past the daytime was not as celebrated as the time time um, prime time. She is, for me, one of the most talented actresses. And in last season, I played the detective, and I got to interrogate her. And as we were doing a rehearsal, I kind of got a little nervous, and she was what? And I said, I'm kind of fanning out right now because you're Krista mm-hmm. Chappelle. In my mind, you're Dr. Carly Manning, but you're now you're Gina on Venice's series. We're working together, and she... She made she made when I got to work with her. She made me better, you know. And she oh, to work with to work with an actor that makes you better is a dream. You know they, you know there's some actors you do stuff. I'm not going to name names, but there's people that I've had to really pull stuff out of, and I've been a Mm -hmm. guest on their show. Like people really, Crystal, she raised the game. She made me nervous. As my character, like I, mm-hmm. the scene they used last uh, season five, one of the scenes that I was part of with her, it just 
I got flustered as an actor, which contributed to the character because she was just so good, and that's just responding to what she's giving you. Like, you, you see her wheels working. You see her search for the word. You see her present and in it. And right. It, it, yeah, I, uh, I could go on and on and on, but she's a, she's a great game of tennis. And I think working with uh, people that you respect, that make you better, that raise your bar, it's a great game of tennis. I love that. I mean, it's it for me just listening to the fact of you coming in, your first time working with her, and just getting a sense of how you felt when you went in to do this scene with her. I think that's an incredible story, uh, not just you. for as you as a person, but also you as an actor, especially working in a scene of an actor or an actress that you really, really respect in the industry. That's a huge, oh, I that's think... a huge compliment. Yeah, she's she's I, I think she she's daytime royalty for me. And you know, to then to then work with her and then see the movie she did all Alzheimer's, you know, A Million Happy Nows. A Million Happy mm-hmm. Nows with Jessica Lucia. It 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 is for anybody that has not seen the movie and you want to see Crystal with Jessica tell just another love story. And mm-hmm. bring you to tears, and you laugh and cry, and you celebrate these characters. Here's the thing, you know, when you watch you watch something, you're like, oh, I'm watching so and so. That's uh, okay. There's Danny DeVito in that. I, I just used his name. There's Danny DeVito in that. But you mm-hmm. are so pulled into her storytelling. Yeah. And then when I went to the premiere of the movie, uh, the premiere here in LA, the screening here, I was. I couldn't talk to her. Like what I just saw on screen blew me away because it was just like, it's you. But I got wrapped in the story of these two characters that, and um, it's all about um, Alzheimer's and dementia and what to do. And it's not just about, you know, people Mm -hmm. that are past a certain age. It happens to people in their forties, you know? So it's just, Yeah. um, yeah, she's, she's a tour de force. I could go on for hours. Why not? So and, but it's also, but it's also, it also says so much of that actor that the fact that no matter who was in that, you were so mesmerized by this actress, these two actresses in this story. That says so, so much about an actor. Like you're able to play this scene, and we're just so enthralled with what you're doing. That says so much in so little. And and I think well, that's you get lost amazing. in the story. Yeah. You know how great, I mean, listen, you, you and I, when we spoke a couple of days ago, we were just talking about some of the history and some of the work that we've seen. And when you get lost in a story and you mm-hmm. know, and they're your friend, yeah, you're like, wow, what, that was a magic carpet ride. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I don't. And, you know, again, to, to work with her was a gift. You know, every, every, everybody that I've worked with on Venice, the series – it's just, it's 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 a joy and it's a treat and it's a, you know, the woman that I got to work with, um, Orla Cassidy in the uh, love in the her. Scene that was I love her in the scene that was permitted for the prenom. Like I, all my scenes were with her, and uh, one or a few with Jessica and Krista. What's so funny is, 
Christo's character and mine, we never cross paths. Yet in one of the scenes, there's a photo of me and my twin brother portraying the twins, Nate and Nick Fander. But I love the way they wrote it, that there's no connection between me and her character from season five. Right. So right. as she's walking out, I'm walking in, and I see Annie, played by Jessica. So it's, um, mm-hmm. it's just it's, it's some of the best again, tennis that I've played in Orla, just, it, it, it's a joy. I don't, um, like, from the minute I met her, like, hi, I think you're phenomenal, and let's let's tell an amazing story, and we did, and it was beautiful and poignant, and um, I guess some of my finest moments as an actor. We touched on this when we talked a couple of days ago, and for for those listening right now, uh, we I definitely want to talk about your character because, as I said in the beginning of this show, your character probably would resonate with so many people, myself included, because I also was a severe victim of bullying back in my day. And the fact that you were able to portray this character who was bullied, it's a huge... It's a huge thing, and it's a huge thing. You know, it is a huge thing, and I think, you know, I'm an identical twin, and again, play an identical twin in the show, and in the series, and I don't want to give away too much, because I, for anybody that has never watched Venice, the first two seasons are on YouTube, and then three to six are on Vimeo On Demand. It's fantastic right. storytelling. It really is, and you you fall in love for the people that love One Life to Live and Guiding Light. Your favorites are in season six, and they are a blast. Um, but my uh, in in the season, um, I'm bullied by Orla, like her character. She plays my boss, and she kicks my ass, and it's never good enough until we finally have a come-to-Jesus moment, and it's all because of something that she was going through. And I end up being the catalyst to assist her. You know, I don't... You know, I'm an identical twin, and Lawrence and I were bullied independently and collectively, and, you know, when you're a kid, you just want to be accepted, and we were called horrible names. The name-calling was... You know, we we I had we had matching bull haircuts, and we were fat kids, and you know it was more than chubby, and we just you know our parents were immigrants, and our parents wanted us to be proper. Like there was disrespect. My mom, you know, survived World War II in Berlin, and our father was from the Middle East, from a war-torn country, and mm-hmm. they came to this country with manners and respect, and. You know, my mom had to dress up to go to school. My dad had to, even though they were both extremely poor, had to put their best foot forward. So with their three children, we were not sent to school in jeans. We were sent to school in slacks. And we weren't in sneakers. And when you go to Hawaii and you want to get that surfboard T-shirt, our parents bought us pink flowered Hawaiian shirts. And we were so proud of those shirts, but as soon as we got to school that day, it just was hell. And I, uh, you know, I think the scars that live inside of you from people, let me say this, I'm really grateful that there wasn't social media back then. Oh, no doubt. I'm grateful. Completely agree. 
people keep the, the suicide rate among children and to teenagers. Let's talk about a pandemic. That's just because of social social media and bullying and name calling and poking and prodding and not include no it's it's horrible and i'm sorry that you were bullied i'm terribly sorry that i'm terribly sorry that anybody was bullied because at the end of the day we just want to fit in yeah i you know for me growing up being bullied the way that i was and in and it's always middle school into high school is normally the majority of the time people, when they are bullied, that's when they get bullied. Um, and would I say it was a rough time? Absolutely. I mean, I was kicked. I was hit. I was called derogatory names when I was younger. And spit on. Uh, I, I luckily was not spit on. And I'm sorry that if you were, you were spit on. I'm you know, very when I was a kid, I used to. Thank you. I used to. We had a dog, a German Shepherd named Tiger, and because I'm being transparent, and mm. I would take the Shepherd on a walk in the golf course. And uh, we grew up near a golf course. And my father had this whistle that when the whistle came, we'd have to come back and go to dinner or get ready for dinner or whatever. And sometimes I wouldn't have time to uh, shower and wash off the poison oak. I'm highly allergic to poison oak, so I got it more times mm-hmm. than not. And I would have to put calamine on. And it right. would be on my on my arms, on my face, on my body. And um, I remember the very first time that I came to school. And one of the nicknames um, that was given to me was um, uh, Greasehole and Greasley Bear. Oh. And, and people were like, it, it was like, and I was just like, I just have, like what? Why are we calling me names? Like what happened? Yeah. And you then don't want to bring it home because you you know you want to suck it up and then exactly. you know I, I missed the bus. Yeah. And you and you and you're like wait what? And then wait why wasn't I picked on the kickball team and why are Lawrence and I the last two chosen in third and fourth grade because of wait what happened? And you you know and here's the thing I don't know what it's like to go through that alone. I know what it was like. And Lawrence and I shared a room up until we were in high school, until we were 15, 16. So we shared a room. So we went through a lot of it together. I don't know what it's like to go through it on your own. But I am so lucky that I had a twin that looked just like me. And we could meet and grab each other and talk about it, if anything. Like, wait, what just happened? Okay, you got picked. Good for you. Okay, what happened? Okay, somebody hit you. Okay, I got you. But to do it on your own, I don't... It's it's heartbreaking. It's sad. It's the word I, I want. It's, it's horrific, because all you want to do is you're just a kid that wants to play kickball, or you're a kid that wants to color and be friends. There was a girl that yeah. nobody liked, and I'm not going to name her name, but I befriended sure. her. And I remember one day in the rain, it was pouring rain, and I befriended her, and everybody was making fun of us. And I was sent to sit in the very back of the class with our backs facing the, um, the cloak closet, closet. And I got in trouble for protecting her because everybody was making fun of her. And like, but she was just a girl that just happened to be a little bit different. And then I became part of that, and then I, people mm-hmm. stayed away from me because of that. 
And you're like, you're just yeah. a kid. So that was a long answer, but I just, for anybody that has kids, I, we say to our nephews all the time, go up to that person that's sitting by themselves. Go to the person that's sitting on the bleachers that is watching the sport or that is watching the game. Say hi to mm-hmm. everybody and anybody and ask them how they are because that one person that is by themselves on their own could possibly become your best friend for your life and will love you and care for you in a way that you never imagined. It's very... It, it really hits hard knowing, as you just said, because of the fact that you did have somebody there, you never had to face it alone, whereas I did because I never felt comfortable to go to anybody. And because when I did, what was said that I thought was, in air quotes, in confidence, never was in confidence because then it would wound sure. up getting said to everybody else. And then, of course, I'm overhearing that, what I said is now coming out of someone else. And I, I know I told one person now everybody else is hearing it. It was very, it was a very diff, it was very difficult at, at that point in time. Cause uh, you know, I just wanted to be loved. I just wanted to be accepted and that I just was not any of those things. And I don't think I really started coming into my own until senior year of high school, because I knew I wasn't going to see any of them after this point. Like, I felt some type of relief knowing that if I said what I was going to say, <laughs> if I knew what sure. I, mean, I was going to say what I wanted to say now that it was on my mind, because I knew I would not have to face them after graduation. That's literally how sure. I feel about everybody. And I think, as you said earlier, I was looking at it now because of what we see with bullying with young, with young kids. I'm very happy that there was no social media like this because I know we had internet, but it was never to this extent of what we have now existed at that point because God forbid if anything like that was put online about myself at that time, I wouldn't know what I would do either. I mean, I, every, I mean, pandemic, yes, because – How many times do we have to sit here and see a story of a young kid committing suicide because they were bullied in school, because they didn't feel appreciated, because they didn't feel loved, because they were hit, because they were spit on? We're seeing so many things like this happen to these young, beautiful kids because they were bullied in school, because it gets out on social media, and they just feel they have no recourse but to go into their room and hang themselves. It's awful, and it's absolutely devastating and my heart goes out to anybody that ever had to experience that in their lifetime no one should ever have to go through that the fact that you went through that you both you and Lawrence went through that I'm so sorry for that and but it's for at least for me I kind of looked back at what had happened to me and took that to make myself a better human a better man and a stronger one at that and just basically come out on top and be like, yeah, I know you bullied me back in school because I will say, I will say this too. Um, There are certain people who have seen me post high school and they want to make nice with me and friends with me because of where I am currently. Sure. And I kind of just now look at it like, 
yeah, you used to degrade me in high school. You used to be an asshole, and here you are now letting you be friends with me. Yeah, that's a no for me, dog. I, I just, I just think it's interesting how that comes into play years later, and I'm sure that must have happened for both of you at at one point or another. And I'm just, I'm sure you just stand there going like, but weren't you? Yeah, no, that's not a thing. You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, we were bullied together, but also very independently. So the scars are collected together, but also very different. Um, mm-hmm. What what I, it's interesting because when it got bad, our parents put us in private school, and okay. from the okay. from fifth grade to ninth grade, we went to private school. We then ended up going back to public school. So we had matured. Our puberty was, you know, we had gone through puberty and we came back. So the weight had sure. dropped, and we were really, uh, we were we were good-looking kids. Like, we came back, and I ended up um, ended up dancing on a show called American Bandstand, if anybody remembers that, and I brought Lawrence on to me. So we kind of became little, uh, I want to say, like the people from high school that were on um, American Bandstand, super fun, Dick Clark, great show, on there for years. People, mm-hmm. They thought it was cool, but it was taking away and a lot of from the guys that thought they were so cool, but then that's when the names came. Other names came. You yeah, know, other sure. adult bullying came in. Well, what do you sure. mean the girls think they're cute? What do you mean think that that is? You know, a lot of go-to for guys is when a better-looking guy comes in or the, your your athleticism, your smarts are questioned. The only default a guy has to say to another guy is, well, he must be gay. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're, 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 mm-hmm. they're, you know, the the word that I think is, you know, the the word is fags. And this, and you're like, well, wait a minute. I just left private school, and you're calling me names because I'm dancing on a TV show, and so and so thinks I'm cute. Wait, what? So it then came back, and you're like, sure. wait, what? And I remember. And I remember the moment it changed for nothing other than our parents always taught us to be who we were. And we were brought up to be gentlemen. And we were brought up, again, to say thank you and please and kind and all these things. And I remember, because when you're 15, 16, you're figuring it out who you are, what your sexuality is, what, what, wait, what, Mm -hmm. what, who, who is... What is that feeling? What is that? Who am I attracted to? And I remember sophomore year, because I was a mm-hmm. runner, we won league finals because of me. It was the mile relay. And I remember that as soon as I did better than one of the quote-unquote jocks, it all changed. Like, really? what? And it did. It's where I got a badge of courage because I, I'm a good runner. And it was just fascinating to me. And there was one person named Jay that was my best bud, and he didn't want to be part of all the bullshit that was said about me or Lawrence or any other guy, quote-unquote, that happened to be good-looking or mm-hmm. took away the the attention from all these other guys. And I, 
you know, and here's here's what I want to say though about life. Um, a high school reunion um, a year ago, and all of these people that quote unquote scared me mm-hmm. as we had grown up, and there are families and friends and relationships. They came up, they hugged me, the guys kissed me on the cheek and told me how proud they were of me and how impressed they were with who we've become and how much they celebrated our father, who was a very big politician, and how much they loved seeing our older brother, Vincent. So what's amazing in all of it is they were probably just scared as well. And they were learning who they were and what they were about and what it was for them. And it was so wonderful to come full circle with the people that were just kids being kids and doing the best they could at the time that they could. Yeah. I think I, 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 I do see that as well on, on my end of the spectrum. I, I, and I do understand it. I know a part of me still feels that pain that they caused me. Of course. That that will never go away. But as you said, we we got older, we matured. We learned to You know, there's there's that great song Rise Up. You know that great song Rise Up? Yes. Yeah. yeah you know what someone says to us when we're kids, unfortunately it contributes into defining who we are. Especially because when we're younger, we don't know how to navigate what the words mean or what it is. As we get older, we get to, quote, unquote, rise up and show up. up. And, you know, and, yeah, there's some that I, when I, when they pop into my head, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And there's other ones that Absolutely. I, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, yeah, please. I don't, I mean, <laughs> You know, and here's the great thing, too. I have all my hair. They don't. That's true. I know it sounds petty, That's but true. for the sum, you know, for the sum, eh, listen. Some, some, some people deserve the pettiness. It's fine. I accept it. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Absolutely. I do. And I think, you know, do do I wish... Do I wish I was given a different shot when I was a kid? I do. You know, does it make me, as we, as I talk about going through it, does it make me appreciate Lawrence more and how lucky I am? It does. So it then goes into, you know, if you're by yourself, find a friend, find someone, talk to, you know, even if you have a sibling, give or take a year below or a year above in age, talk. Mm-hmm. And if it's so scary, because back then I didn't talk. I mean, listen, was I was I suicidal? I'm sure coming from what you and I are talking about, there's moments where you want to yeah. like, Listen, do I think anybody wants to kill themselves? I think people just want the pain to stop. Yeah. I just want to stop the pain I and the voice. I totally voices. agree. Like, if we, can, if we can stop the voice, if you and I were together and it was the worst of the worst, I just want the voices to stop. Because if you actually say one sentence like, hey, so-and-so called me this, and it hurts my feelings, mm-hmm. you start to heal. But back then or yeah. even now... You don't know who to talk to. You don't know where to go. You you know you don't want to tell your parents because then that's going to get the kid in school, and then that kid's going to get in school, and then there's going to be a gang of kids that are going to beat you up and kick the crap out of you, sure. and then it's going to get sure. worse all the while. So it's it's basically navigating a uh, like it's navigating a BB gun. 
You know, where are you going to yeah. go before you get pegged in the knee or pegged in the shoulder? And okay, I get got nipped in the shoulder now. Let me go somewhere else. So it's it's a crapshoot, and it's also um, it also builds character. It 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 it, it it's so much and so much of everything. And the last comment I want to say about bullying is if somebody bullies you at school, talk to your parents, talk to someone. Uh, one of my nephews, something recently happened, and um, mm-hmm. he was a little he was a little stud, and he confronted the person that did it, and he said, "This is what's happened." And there was a moment of, "Oh my gosh," and we're like, "What's going to happen?" They're now the best pals because they talked about it and they went through it together and said, "No, you can't do that to me," and the other one said, "You can't do this to me," and they worked it out. To wow. me, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So work it out. Work it out. I love it. I wish we could have done that back in the day, but I guess uh, it took us to get to where we are now for us to rise up and work it out. See what I did there? And it's also forgiveness, <laughs> too. You have to forgive someone for hurting you. You do. Yeah, you do. We don't wanna, takes... well, listen, I don't, I'm sure you don't want to take all that bullshit with you. No. Agreed. doesn't change what happened. The only thing that we're accountable for is how we process it now. Yes, I like do it, agree with that. You know what I'm saying? Like, this happened. It absolutely happened. What are we doing about it now? Right. And I think that's when, whenever anybody ever poses that question, would you ever want to change your past, start all over again? I always say No. I never want to change what has happened to me because I feel like if I did and restarted all over again, I probably wouldn't be who I am right now. Absolutely. I never want to to change that because I honestly feel those experiences that I've had and what I went through brought me to where I am today as a man. And I never want to change that. Would you Good want you. to? Would you, you know, would you want to forget it? Uh, a part of me feels like I do, but then the other part also it overpowers that thinking, and it just goes, "Yeah, no, I don't want to forget it because if I do forget it, it somehow it makes me feel like it'll change my makeup. I don't want to do that. I don't want to forget that. I don't want to forget what I went. I never want to be put in that position. I want to. You made it out alive. I, yeah. I want to remember what I went through. I want to remember that I was strong. I did persevere from that. I want to remember that I did rise up from this and I'm still standing on my two feet and kicking ass. That's really it. That's really how I, really how I look at it. And that's how I feel about it. So that's me. I don't don't know if anybody has that mentality of thinking either, but that's how I feel and felt during that entire thing. So, but I agree with everything that you said prior to this is that if you are being bullied, especially to the point where you feel that it's very, very difficult to get past, talk to somebody. Don't sit there and keep that to yourself because if you do, God forbid what could happen to you or anybody else around you even. Just go to somebody. If you can't go to your parent, go to your guidance counselor. If you can't go to them, 
I am sure there's going to be somebody there who will listen to you. There is somebody out there that's probably going through the same thing as you are. Talk to them. Just just open up. That's all we ask. You know, there's um, – I want to throw this out there, too. There's people that um, – you know, there, there are so um, – many avenues but the difference too as you and I talked about about being able to go online and the, the cyber bullying and the being you know the people getting beaten up is there's also an alternative because you can go online and just say especially now with people that are questioning who they are and you know when you're figuring out what your sexuality is you don't know where to go you don't know who to talk to you get too embarrassed you get shy you you know, maybe you're supposed to be looking at she, but you're looking at him. And so there's all this confusion and panic mm-hmm. and fear for anyone. And this is why I'm very proud to be part of this conversation and be, uh, be, be part of their events just because when, you know, I didn't have a computer. I didn't, I didn't know where to go. Even if I had Lawrence next to me, I would still be on my own, and I just felt sometimes like I had nothing. The beautiful thing is that people can go to, if they're questioning who they are sexually, go to mm. TrevorLive.org. It's it's celebrates who you are, what you're about, your your sexuality. It's 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 you have someone there that's called Trevor Chat. That somebody will be on the other end of a few clicks. Well, they will they can help you want to be here, answer a question, talk, let you know that you're not alone. You know, there's there's another organization that my friends um, from high school are part of. It's called freetolove.org, and it's all about loving who you love. You know, yeah. it's there's, there's so many places out there that um, you can go to and not be alone. So that last click, per se, if you're by yourself up alone and you feel like there's no one out there, Google Trevor, yeah. Trevor Chat. Google freetolove.org. Google I need help. Google someone. Talk to someone. Hey, I need you because there's somebody at this moment somewhere going through the same thing. Absolutely. And why not? And and make it out alive. Yeah, absolutely. There's always someone there. It's all, that's all we're going to... We're going to keep saying that till it gets ingrained in your head that there's always someone there. I mean, honestly, I've always been a strong advocate for stop bullying. I, I when, Especially during World Bullying Prevention Month and, and World Bullying Prevention Day in October, I always go out of my way to make sure everybody knows bullying is never okay. And we all, I'm always there to say to everybody – that if you are going through something, talk to somebody. Talk, hell, talk to me. I'm an open book on Twitter, on Facebook, and, and Instagram. I really am. There, everybody, and it's and I and I love them for this. Don't get me wrong, but everybody loves to just like make fun. Like you're you're like the king of Facebook. I'm going, eh, I am. And they're like, you know, everybody. It's like, yeah, I know everybody, but I don't have everybody know me. Because I don't want everybody to know who I am if I don't want them in my circle. But I will say this. If you are going through something that is like this to the extreme that I went through, that Greg went through, that Lawrence went through, whatever. If you're going through some kind of struggle where bullying is involved and you cannot feel that you can go to your parents, your, your siblings, whatever. 
you know, there is somebody online that will listen. Hell, I will listen because I've been through it. I can give you some type of advice. I've always been open to that when it comes to bullying. That, that's just my thing when it comes to bullying. I've always been very open to people that if they've gone through it and if they are going through it, I'll be there for them. That's pretty much how I've been probably for the past 10 years. So I would advise it just to reach out and always reach out to somebody, anybody. So that's what I will say on that note. Can I end? And I just want to end one thing as we were chatting here and I brought up Trevor and I brought up um, one uh, other place that you can go to. And here's the thing too, even as adults, we get bullied. Oh, absolutely. So there's a greater, it's called stopbullying.gov. Yep. We as adults, if there's somebody in your workplace that you are being bullied by, talk to someone you work with. Go, you know, there's, there is so much going on and there's so much fear in this world that I feel that sometimes just people strike out. And all it is is their insecurity. All it is is their own fear. But absolutely, we have a right... We have a right to teach people and tell people how we like to be treated. And we're not alone. It's, it's the greatest thing. I don't. We're not alone. If you're questioning who you are. And here's another thing, too. Be courageous and talk to your mom and dad. Hey, and listen, I don't. I, I talk to my mom and dad. You know, I, I, I did the best I could. But if you are afraid of someone or afraid of something at school, tell your parents because Absolutely. the last thing they want to say is, I didn't know. That's just oh. tragic. That's heartbreaking. That's just, I, mean, I mean, it's heartbreaking when as, you as see you, stuff As like you that. and I both talked about having fun on this phone call. But it's important. It's so important. It is heartbreaking. Talk to your mom and dad. I tell my nephews all yeah. the time, if something scares you, Alexander and Christian, you guys are my heart. If something scares you, talk to your mom and dad. If you can't talk to your mom and dad and you're nervous, call Uncle Lawrence and Uncle Gregory. Please. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's a very serious – I mean, honestly, you know, we do have fun here on the show, but honestly, this was a topic that I really wanted to delve into for personal reasons for myself and I'm very glad that you were able to be here to talk about this with me, share your experiences, and just get that out there. I mean, this was therapeutic, if I can say so myself. I, I, we should hug now. Even though you're, like you're there should, and I'm here, I know. we're hugging in my mind. We're virtually hugging, but it will turn into a real one in June. See, we're ending on yes, a higher note, a lighter note. June, when June comes, when I'm... I mean, literally, I cannot wait for Emmy season. It's literally one of my favorite times to go to Los Angeles and uh, stay in Pasadena this year. And I am looking three forward days. to spending a, three days, even though I'm going to be there for a full week. So, hmm, uh, like I normally am. <laughs> <laughs> there for a full week. And, yeah, three days of daytime Emmy festivities. That's going to be very interesting, as I said in the beginning of the show. I think... I, I'm I'm just curious how it's going to roll out, and I think it'll be good. I mean, honestly, for someone who's been going to these for the past 
12 years, 12 seasons. Oh, my God. Has it been that long? Um, <laughs> geez. Just sitting on the, uh, in the creative art side of things, I can understand it. It's very long. I mean, you get there at 5 o'clock. You're there until after 1. Still giving out awards. You're there until about 1 in the morning before you leave. So it's very, it is very long in one day. So I get that you want to split those two up. So I, I think I'd be fine with that. I, I, would, I would support that. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But I'm very excited for it. I'm very excited for it too. And I don't, yeah, this is my first, uh, my first, my first Emmy dance. And so I'm super excited about the show that I was on that got me here. I, as you and I spoke a few days ago, the, you know, the the rules have, the guidelines have changed a bit. And, you know, we have to be judged by our peers. So yeah. the work is looked at and judged by our peers. And so I, uh, I'm excited because I, uh, Crystal, Crystal wrote a great story. And um, at the end of the day, it's all about love. And, you know, love gets messy and complicated. And, yeah. you know, the, at the core of who we are, we all want to love and be loved. And it doesn't Absolutely. matter shape, size, color. And sometimes it gets super messy and super <laughs> difficult and super hard. Yeah. But coming and coming through the other side of it, come on. It's just, it's, it's a ride unlike any other. Yes. I'm very excited this is your first dance with the Emmys, too. I mean, granted, as I said, we, um, you were at the, the Bay Series Mixer. You came with Carrie Gonzell and thought that was fun right off the bat, but now you get to experience the full thing. Good old Carrie. What, Good old yeah. Carrie, who's, uh, who's, who's living in Atlanta now, and she's she's telling stories out there. So, yes, good old Carrie. Yeah, we, uh, I met uh, Gregory Morton there, who uh, mm-hmm. creator of The Bay. Yes. We were just texting each other a little while ago. Oh. Um, I'm a fan of him. Well, no, I like Gregory. He's He's a... You know, he's a storyteller, and he created something. And I think as a creative person and for anybody that, you know, you just don't wake up and boom, there's a show. There's a creative mm-hmm. process behind it. And, you know, The Bay, the Bay became huge. It's, it's, a, it's a huge web series um, that's yeah. now available on Amazon. Um, but I do want to say selfishly, one of the very first web series – out there that celebrated it's it's six seasons but ten years old. Yeah. Venice the series, full circle back to our delicious Crystal Chappelle. Absolutely. Delicious. She did something Crystal ten Chappelle. years ago. She's like, listen, I'm gonna take this story and I'm gonna continue it and people related and here's what's so ingenious of all of it. We all don't have time now to sit down and you know sometimes we wanna just get that moment and so when you get to pop onto your computer you get to steal away a few minutes of fantasy and romance and love and you know more people pop on their commuter to catch up with what their you know their their web series is doing or their love story is doing than sometimes they do on tv so it was ingenious yeah. and um it's i'm proud to be part of the genre i really am and we, I definitely never want to take away from this either from both Crystal and Gregory J. Martin that they are the original pioneers of the, the web series because Absolutely. As, I, as I've said to them numerous times, especially Gregory, who has been a part 
of this show for the past 10 years. I mean, we supported him and the Bay for ever since its inception. And as I said to him, as well as to Crystal, I was like, you two were the reasons why the web series became such a huge thing for everybody involved. Absolutely. If it, weren't for, if it weren't for you, if it weren't for you, we would not have such great content that people can watch online at the drop of a hat, whether it's on Amazon Prime, whether it's on Hulu or on Vimeo, Vimeo Vim- on demand. Vimeo on demand. It, it, it was, it's a true testament to their talent as, as producers, writers, everything. These two were the catalysts for this. And I always acknowledge the fact that they were, they basically were the beginning of something bigger and better and just, absolutely phenomenal so we gotta we gotta give matt props to crystal chappelle and gregory j martin for that so i'm very proud absolutely of them and at the core of it they're amazing storytellers and super smart to bring soap opera actors onto your web series because people fall in love with the characters but they also fall in love with the actors the actors you know crystal yeah. again you know you know nadia bjorlin nadia bjorlin galen garen um, Crystal's husband, Michael Michael Sabatino, like Hillary B. Smith. We're talking that soap opera Royal Emmy winner from One Life to Live. It just, yeah. it's just, it's kind of like this digital buffet of your favorites, all at the same buffet. Does it make sense? Yeah, like that makes sense, it does. right? It does. It makes sense to me. <laughs> it's like a daytime. Real. It's like a. It's a. <laughs> It's a daytime quick fix, and it's all about storytelling. And because of what they have done, there's a digital drama category for yeah. best supporting actor, best supporting actress, you know, digital drama lead actor, lead actress, and best supporting digital drama show. Yeah. So they really did change the landscape of storytelling from channels two four and seven to the internet that is now along with streaming it's more it, popular that's where everything's going some. that's where it's going it is so it's um so again i'm super proud to be part of the the venice the series history and play tennis with some of the best of the best so i'm super grateful and proud and you know, it was one. It was the first, you know, LGBT, LG, you know, gay, f- lesbian love story. So yeah. to be part of all of that, yay! Super, super proud. Because whenever I post about them or I talk about them, the fans are amazing, Venice Nation. But I also talk about, you know, love is love, and yeah. you love who you love, period. And it's a celebration Absolutely. of love and the human spirit. I love it. I am. So- so glad you got to be a part of, of this. I'm so glad you got to come Thank here. Thank you for and having me. me. I really am. I mean, I don't know why this hasn't happened sooner, but we Well, because did you thought today. I was a mess. Well, I did. But, <laughs> and, but, but here's, here's my request. Next time we chat, I want to tell you all about revenge and how amazing Emily Van Camp is. She's another crush and Madeline Stowe. But I just want to throw out one thing, too. If, any, if, if anybody's around Sunday night at 9 o'clock, Please watch season three premiere of Westworld. You're going to see me, and then I come back mm-hmm. in the middle of the season. But it was phenomenal, and 
it's a ride. It's a ride like any other. I will, one, totally have you come back on the show to talk about revenge because we can talk about revenge for three hours, if not more, because <laughs> that was it, man. I legit, I, I called it, I was legit listening to another podcast. I stopped listening to it, and I even told them in the chat room, I was like, yeah, I can't listen to this anymore. Revenge is on right now, so I got to go. And <laughs> good for you. No, good this for is, you. It's Yeah, this was, it was in the first season. It was still on Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock on ABC. So I was just like, oh, it's 10 o'clock. I got to go. Sorry. Got to stop listening to it. I'll listen to it later. So I literally left. Love and that. Everybody, I swear to God, I, that first season, when I saw that they were having a Paley Fest event. See, we're going to talk about Revenge right now because that's what I can do. Um, it's my show. I can do what I want. So when they had their event at Paley Fest, in March of 2012, legit took off work, flew to Los Angeles for a week. I stayed at the crappiest hotel ever because I booked that last minute. But it was so worth it to see that cast, man. Really was. And I was mm. so, I so loved Emily Van Campson's Rosewood. Um, and getting Brothers the chance. sisters. Oh, God, yes. Uh, yeah, we can talk about that, too. But um, what's funny is that everybody literally said that, I mean, every, I mean, you know, guys have band crushes, too. Let's not be, let's not, you know, sugarcoat here. We're man enough to admit it. No, you but crush who you crush on, please. So everyone was, like, cracking up at me on Twitter. And, and, they, and you know, like I said, they were cracking up at me, but they, they also love the fact that I was – boasting about Gabriel Mann a lot <laughs> because I did I would literally like post I probably did two interviews with Gabriel Mann a season on this show like literally two seasons it was at the season premiere and then the season finale he would be on this show every season that that show was on and I thought it was absolutely hilarious that we were able to set it up that way but that's how it worked out so he would always he would always be on the show when it starts, and then he would always come back on the show when it ends in the season. I just thought it was absolutely ridiculously amazing that he got to be a part of, of of this as well. And I just fell in love with Nolan Ross. I mean, there was just Nolan Ross could do no wrong in my eyes. That's literally what I kept saying to everybody. Nolan Ross was that guy. Absolutely, he was. He was a but he, here's the thing. He was a well dressed manipulator that got everything he wanted and for the time he uh he kind of just showed all of us how to do it a little bit differently with a little bit more finesse with a little bit more uh a little more savvy a little he was a little savvier than all of us were no he's uh i got to spend a full day with him on set he was part of uh my day ah. yeah he was um all of them. Yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, we got uh, We got Pretty magical. Yeah, we, we do. We got to bring me back, yeah. and then I also could be the guy that uh, in the scene in the episode that I'm in, I uh, am one of uh, Emily's first husband. I played his lover Benny, um, his husband, and um, the guy that I got to work with, Anil Kumar. Um, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal man, and uh, great storytelling. Yep. Yeah. One we're we're going to We're going to plan that. Gigs too. Please, we're gonna I would plan love that. that. Please, I would yeah. absolutely love that. 
You're going to play a Matt. I mean, oh, my God, we can uh, – I'm just, like, getting all the feels now. And we got to talk about the fact that they want to reboot the show. That's also a thing. Is it really? Yes. They With are the same 80, cast? New cast. They want to do it as a lead Latina um, character, but they want to bring – they're talking about wanting to bring someone from the original into the new one to be the Nolan to the new Emily. And oh, of course we all, okay. and we all kind of are sitting here going like, well, if it's not Gabriel man in the part, yeah, this ain't going to make sense. So <laughs> that's true. He used to call her M's. Remember that? M's, M's, M's. Yes. That's he said that in the last time. Yes. Oh my gosh, man. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we got to delve more into it on the, on the next show because there's just so much of revenge we can talk about, man, that I cannot fit into in this show, but we got to do it in the next one. I'm so game. I promise I'm game. you. Just promise me. Promise me there's a next one. I promise you there is a next one. <laughs> and it may be before that would make June. Me happy. It may, it may be let's before do, June. Listen, before the when I, when, if it's meant to be that I actually get the Emmy nomination, let's do it. Let's also go back and recap Westworld. Would be so oh, much dude. fun. This... We do have a uh, we um, we do have an Emmy nomination show. Uh, once the noms come out, we always do a podcast here when they come out. So if uh, we're crossing fingers here, you get that nom, Please. you will be here. Absolutely. Okay, from your mouth to God's ears, because you know from I want to come mouth back. To God's ears. Absolutely. Well, you're going to come back either way. It's your family now. You're coming back. So oh. even was I family when you called me a mess years ago? It was it was already established. If I called you a mess, you're already family. So <laughs> if I called you a mess, you're already family. Trust me. So you yeah, you are welcome. You you are welcome back at this table, no doubt. And I am looking Thank forward to seeing so you much. again this summer. I cannot wait. I can't either. Here's to um here's to everybody washing their hands. Here's to everybody being safe. Don't panic. Be kind. And um please don't panic. You know, yes. We will all get through it. We always do. Absolutely. We always have. Of course. Just be close to the ones you love. Take care of your parents and your grandparents, and just uh, be a little bit more aware these days. That's all. Just be smart, just, and also be smart. Absolutely. Don't, don't stop. Just just be smart. Just be conscious of what you're doing, and everything will be fine as it always is. So that's all I got to say on that. Just be smart. But uh, and say I love you will, more. And say I love you more. Okay, I'll go with that too. And say okay. I love you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> See. Awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. Big, 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 big hug. And um, again, I love that we uh, we made a difference tonight. So you and I can go to bed happy men. Absolutely, no doubt. Thank you, sir. We're going to get you back here soon. Oh, and everybody watch Venice the Series. Thanks. That's all I <laughs> I love it. Thank you. I love that plug. Take care, pal. <laughs> Take care. Bye. That was awesome. I love that guy. I mean, as I said, I called him a mess when I first met him, but I met that with this is serious and utmost love. But Gregory Zarian... Thank you so much for being here. You can follow him on Twitter and at Instagram at Gregory Zarian. So make sure you guys do that. If you're not doing that already, 
wonderful, wonderful man. And follow his twin, too. Follow his twin, at Lawrence Zary, as well. Both incredible guys. So glad that we got him here. And congratulations again. Can't even say the word congratulations. How is that a thing? Congratulations again on your pre-nomination for your role on Dennis the Series. So uh, we're here to hoping that it will turn into a, a actual nomination for you. So uh, we don't know when that's going to be announced, but I'm assuming that's going to be sometime in April, uh, maybe in May. But we, we don't know yet, but we'll, we'll keep you abreast of once the date comes out. So Stay tuned for that. But as I said before in the beginning of the show, make sure you guys tune in next week, March 18th at 8 p.m., where we're going to be celebrating Mora West, 25 years in daytime television. I cannot wait for that show as well. We have been a huge fan of Mora West for almost that entire time. Yeah, that entire time. I would say 25 years in June for me, because that's when I really started watching as the world turns more during that summer. But um, even though I've been watching as the world turns since 1990, 30 years ago, but I didn't, I kind of went out of it a little bit, but came back into it over the, over the course of the years. And summer of 1995 was really fun for me to watch Carly Tenney, especially when you realize that she was being mischievous, she wasn't really Rosanna's cousin. She was actually Rosanna's sister. And just the fact that she slept with Mike behind Rosanna's back and during Rosanna and Mike's wedding, she just basically made it known while Rosanna was listening at the door intentionally blurting out Carly slept together. That was one of my favorite episodes as well that year when that happened and she got and both Carly and Rosanna got into that car accident. And that was Thanksgiving. That was Thanksgiving week when that took place. I remember that. Um, so yeah, I'll have some more memories. I'll be sharing with you on that show. So make sure you guys tune into that next Wednesday, but thank you guys so much for tuning into the buzz tonight. I was very happy to talk about these uh, subjects with you. And like we, like we said in the show, just if you ever, ever experience any bullying type issues, please talk to somebody. Just talk to somebody. I'm Navelle J. Lee, making sure you get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio by logging onto our website at buzzworthyradiocast.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Buzzworthy Radio and like us on our Facebook page. We'll see you guys next week for a new show. Take care, you guys. From Twitter to iHeartRadio, Buzzworthy is everywhere. everywhere. Miss the show? Log on to BuzzworthyRadioCast.com for past shows and videos of some of your favorite stars. Stay connected to Buzzworthy Radio.